Welcome to the Wanderers History Podcast. This is Vlad Zamfira. And today we're continuing the series entitled Ottoman Titans of the Mediterranean and discuss about Piali Pasha, Ottoman Grand Admiral. Piali was born around 1515 in Vigani, southern coast of Dalmatia, and was a Croat at origin. As a result, we would see a very young Piali being captured in 1526 in what was an Ottoman crushing victory at Mohac and Turgut, future Dragut Reis, who we talked about in the last episode, would capture and make him a soldier under his command. From there onward, he would be integrated in the Ottoman military system. He would obtain his education at the Enderun School, the Imperial Academy in Constantinople, and afterwards, he would become Sanjak Bey, province governor of Gallipoli. He would rapidly show great promise, and in 1554, he would capture the islands of Elba and Corsica, along with Dragut Reis and Salih Reis. From this point onward, Piali's military career would see an oscillating trajectory based on results at three important Ottoman campaigns in which he was involved. The first one would be the resounding victory along with Dragut Reis at Djerba in 1560. The second one would be the dramatic loss for the Ottomans at Malta in 1565. And the third one at the Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War of Cyprus, including the Battle of Lepanto where he did not participate but was active throughout the whole war between 1570 and 1573. So let's talk more in detail about these stages. It would be at Djerba in 1560 where Piale Pasha would become one of Suleiman the Magnificent's most trusted military officers, especially in the navy. With a fleet of 86 galleys, Piale obliterated Spain's forces holding Djerba. He, along with Dragut, would decimate Spain's navy that would put Philip II of Spain on the defensive for the remainder of the decade. To make the victory even more impressive, his casualties and losses were minimal at Djerba. Moreover, he would take 5,000 prisoners, including Alvaro de Sande, leader of the Spanish forces once Giovanni Andrea Doria managed to escape at Djerba, and he took them to Constantinople, where he received a hero's welcoming, cementing thus his status. Even more impressive was in 1563, when he actually managed to conquer Naples on behalf of France. Alas, the French could not hold on to the city and was quickly recaptured by Spanish forces. Nevertheless, it showed the ability and cunning. Many believe he could surpass even Haridin Barbarossa, former great corsair in the service of the Ottoman navy. As a result, by 1565, Piali Pasha's reputation was known all across Europe. Ottoman Sultan 
Suleiman the Magnificent had great confidence and faith in him. And as a result, at the Siege of Malta in 1565, Piali, along with General of Land Forces Mustafa Pasha and Dragut Rais, were tasked to take control of the island and kingdom of Malta. It proved to be an incredibly difficult campaign for the Ottomans, given the distance and the resilience of the Knights of St. John. Also from Francisco Balbi's account of the Siege of Malta, it is generally believed that Piale Pasha's reluctance had costed the Ottomans the actual victory at Malta. As previously discussed in the Malta miniseries, there was a critical moment during the Ottoman siege of Malta where Mustafa Pasha said that Mdina, St. Michael and Birgu should be all bombarded at once and go along with 10,000 soldiers, storm everything. And Balbi himself believed that if this plan went through, Malta would have been conquered. However, Piali Pasha strongly disagreed, stating that the Sultan Suleiman entrusted the fleet and most of the mission in his hands. Hence, he had military superiority over Mustafa. Thus, he wanted a better harbor and regarded the safety of the fleet as essential, knowing that Garcia Toledo would wait for the right time to counterattack. Mustafa bitterly disagreed, of course, but in the end conceded that securing the Mersamucento harbor, the one that today divides Sliema and Manuel Island and Valletta, was actually essential as well. This essentially was the crucial mistake from Piale Pasha's strategy in attacking St. Elmo first. They thought they could take this fort in less than two weeks, which they didn't. Balbi already believed that by this point, Piale Pasha's fleet was actually so large that could have, it could have easily blockaded Toledo's relief force and prevented any smaller naval contingents from landing in Malta to provide support for the Knights of St. John. And from this point onward, we keep seeing strong disagreements between Piale Pasha and Mustafa. Mustafa, on the 24th of June, in an effort to try to demoralize the defending Knights of St. John, he had most of the commanders, of, such as Montserrat, Miranda, and Colonel Mas, that died defending St. Elmo, he decapitated them and put their heads on spear tips. The bodies were mutilated, and the bodies of the decapitated soldiers were thrown in the sea. Now, at this point, Piale Pasha accused Mustafa of going too far with this excessive cruelty. Without a doubt, Ottoman janissaries and soldiers would have seen this wide open rift between Mustafa and Piale. And Piale Pasha, as noted by Earl Bradford, he said that he obsessively prioritized the safety of the fleet, very similar to Garcia Toledo on the other side. And all in all, this impeded Mustafa Pasha from launching a full offensive assault on Malta. 
With the death of Dragut Reis in 1565, it became obvious that Piale Pasha's importance would even grow further. In what was a weak last attempt, Piale Pasha tried to convince Mustafa that it would actually be a good idea to engage Toledo's fleet. However, his troops were depleted and exhausted, and engaging a strong Spanish contingent could have caused even more damage. Also, given the fact that it was already mid-September, and there were only a few days remaining for calmer waters to allow a retreat to either Constantinople, Cairo, or Syria. The failed siege of Malta for the Ottomans became one of the first notable failures of Suleiman the Magnificent's reign. In 1566, Piale managed to slightly make amends by conquering Genoese-held Chios. With Suleiman the Magnificent's death, and with Selim II's ascension to the Ottoman throne, it became clear that Piale Pasha would suffer in terms of reputation and prestige, even after uh, conquering Chios. This became very clear at the Ottoman conquest of Cyprus between 1570 and 1571, part of the larger Ottoman-Venetian War, the fourth one. During this Ottoman campaign at Cyprus, Mustafa Pasha had the final say in every aspect of the campaign. Of course, Piale Pasha was in charge of the navy and was tasked to make sure that the Holy League, the Venetians, the Papacy and Spain would not be able to land any reinforcements in Cyprus. Mustafa Pasha had increased power this time and we initially see at the beginning of the Ottoman conquest of Cyprus that Piale wanted to attack Famagusta, the most fortified city and settlement on the island. Mustafa instead went for Nicosia at the heart of the island, the capital of native Cyprus, as opposed to Famagusta, which was seen as the capital of Venetian Cyprus. Furthermore, we also see Piale Pasha making significant errors such as in 1570 when he tried to conquer the small Venetian stronghold of Tenos or Tine, commanded by Girolamo Paruta, who with a very small force managed to repel Piale Pasha's contingent. However, Piale Pasha's main mission of preventing the Holy League from landing in Cyprus, along with, of course, Ulujali, was accomplished. And by 1571, Cyprus would be conquered once Famagosta fell. Interestingly enough, Piale Pasha would not be present at the bat Battle of Lepanto. At Lepanto, in 1571, the Ottomans would be led by Ali Pasha and Ochiali, or Ulujali. After the death of Ali Pasha, Piale Pasha would be recalled and tasked with the rapid reconstruction of the Ottoman navy. The Ottoman navy had been severely crippled after the Battle of Lepanto, and Mehmed Sokoli Pasha, the Grand Vizier, had tasked Piale Pasha with reconstructing the navy. And remarkably, by 
1572, a large part of the Ottoman fleet had been reconstructed, although it had problematic deficiencies, such as timber that was still green being used for the construction of the ships. In 1573, we would see Piale landing at Puglia, in Italy, in a minor skirmish which proved to be his last assignment. Piali Pasha died on January 21st, 1578, and would be buried at the Piali Pasha Mosque in Istanbul, which he had built under the instruction and direction of architect Mimar Sinan in his final years. All in all, Piale Pasha had been an integral part of the latter part of Suleiman the Magnificent's reign and had managed to keep delivering victories after the death of Dragut Reis. However, after the Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War of Cyprus, which included Lepanto, things would mostly gear towards a pacification of the Mediterranean, having seen a very turbulent 16th century. What can be said without a doubt was that Piale Pasha represented an important chapter in Ottoman military and naval history of the 16th century. This concludes the episode about Piale Pasha, part of the miniseries called Ottoman Titans of the Mediterranean. Thank you for tuning in to the Wanderers History Podcast, and please stay tuned for more historical content. And if you can, please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until the next time, all the best.